Five South African teams took on solar cars from Japan, Hong Kong, the Netherlands and Switzerland racing through the country, powered only by the South African sun a few days ago. The race kicked off in Pretoria. International and local solar car teams battled it out on South African roads as they tried to clock more than 4,500 kilometers of solar power distance on the 2018 Solar Challenge. The 2018 event marked a decade of solar car challenges in South Africa as it runs for the sixth time. The Sassol Solar Challenge saw solar-powered cars from across the world compete to cover the biggest distance across public roads heading from Pretoria to Hrafrenit. Uh, eventually, they ended up in uh, Cape Agalis, the furthest south the event has ever gone. Please welcome Winston Yudan, Sassol Solar Challenge director and founder. Good morning, Winston. Good morning. Thank Good you for morning. joining us. Thank you very much. We all know that the price of petrol is nobody's friend lately. How far <laughs> are we from these kind of cars being available readily? I think the, the, there's two parts to the question. So the first one is that um, you're never going to be driving a solar-powered car as such. If you, in, in the same way that you're never going to be driving a Formula One car. Yes. So solar-powered cars are very much to drive forward the technology so ah. the real answer is when will you be driving the electric car because the core technology inside of a solar car is the electric vehicle technology so what we've seen is we've seen the evolution of electric motors controllers battery management systems battery technology but at the same time we are seeing the evolution of the use of solar and the efficiency of solar panels which ultimately might be on your carport or in your house yes but you and then using that to charge your electric vehicle so it's just putting both those technologies in a nice neat little package that we call a solar powered car the cars are, are very, very, very efficient. You know, they, they're designed to be like knives that cut through the air. And at, and at the same time, to be, um, you know, weight-wise, they're probably 140, 150 kilos. So they're not a practical vehicle for the road in the long term, but it really is a great platform for students to evolve technology and to develop some of these ideas and to take these ideas forward into the electric vehicle industry. Why couldn't I turn my panoramic roof into solar panels that drive my car? Why is it not practical? You, you you absolutely could. Um, it's just not going to drive the car from a power point of view. Ah. So if we put the if you take um, the solar cars that we've got, I've got a four square meter solar panel, and if you look, that's relatively about probably twice their surface area, or at least one and a half times the surface area you might have available on your um, on your car. Yes. And we only get one point five kilowatt or one kilowatt. Sorry, we only get one kilowatt of power out of that. Now you must think your average car is is a thirty or forty kilowatt car, a small car. Mm. Your a bigger car, if you've got a five series or something like that, it's probably 150 kilowatts. Yes. And if you want something that's got a bit more oomph and going to do zero to 100 in five or six seconds, you probably need three to 400 kilowatts on that. Mm. And that's you know, so it's such a tiny portion of the actual energy that we get in on those cars. So again, we must just imagine how efficient these vehicles are and how hard these students work mm. to get those cars to actually drive 4,000 kilometers using solar energy only over, over those eight days. We, we often hear how South Africa is not where it should be in terms of renewable energy uh, as compared to other countries, for instance. So when yeah. you do a competition like this, you know, your countries like the Netherlands, for instance, uh, that took part in the Switzerland, how does that technology compare to ours? Are they ahead of us or did we show them the mothers? 
I think the, from a technological point of view, we're, we're probably pretty much the same as where everybody is worldwide. Yes. Where, where we're falling short on an event like the Sassel Solar Challenge is very much in uh, just in experience. I mean, if you look at the team from the Netherlands, they've been racing since the late 1990s. Jeez. You know, all over the world, and they've got really, really good experience on how to squeeze out those extra few percentage of, of, um, of efficiency difference, you know, mm. in terms of managing their vehicle. So it's, it's just that overall um, experience that the students have. And also, they're, they're, the, as a team, they take a year off their studies to work on the solar car team, wow. which, because they believe that actually contributes massively to their, to their, um, to their self-worth in, when they go back out looking in industry. Mm. We're not that move yet in South Africa. So we haven't seen companies looking and saying, you know, I've got two students and I'm going to take the one that was on the solar team, even though they're equivalent, mm. because he's got more experience, he's got more practical experience, he's been through a, a serious trial and delivered. And and when we start to see that, we will also start seeing South African universities looking and saying to people, if you want to compete on a solar car team, yeah. it's a research project that you need to take a year of your studies and put all of your effort into delivering a top-class vehicle. And then we'll start to see a, you know, a much tighter um, competitiveness against these international teams. 17, so yeah. Solar panels are much the same. In fact, a lot of them have their panels made by the same company. Sure. 17 minutes after 8, this is Fresh and Nap on Metro FM. We're hanging out with Winston Jordan, the Sassel Solar Challenge Director and Founder. What kind of technology goes into these solar-powered cars? And how much does it cost to make one? So it, it ranges quite radically in, in terms of building a car. You know, certainly you're not going to get a car for less than a few hundred thousand rand, <laughs> just because you've got to you've got to be building sort of state of the art carbon fiber bodies. You've got to go through custom design of that vehicle, testing of that vehicle. You you know, most of them have got the most efficient solar panels and the most efficient batteries. To mm-hmm. just give you an example. Um, you know, I could, we could probably buy a motor that'll be fine on a solar car for 20,000 rand. Most of the cars are probably using 200,000 rand motors that are only 10% more efficient. Mm. But that 10% makes such a big difference. And you have the same sort of margins on solar panels. So, you know, if you put a 500,000 rand solar panel on your car, it's going to be 1 to 2% better than a or 15,000 rand solar panel. Sure. So, so, so there's, a, there's a big price to pay for those extra um, final percentages. Mm. So you, you need a, a reasonable budget. Top cars, if you're looking at things like the Dutch car, they won't tell us exactly how much, but we, you know, we've got a, a rough idea. You know, north, north of a million dollars is wow. what you're talking about for a vehicle like that. But you must, and the companies that, that sponsor them are totally happy with funding that type of money because they yes. can see the value they get out of the students, out of the technology advancement, out of the raising that, of awareness. Yes. You, you said that we are, we're falling behind with renewable energy. That's true, but part of that is public awareness, that the public needs to be aware of what's possible with this technology because too many times I hear people saying, oh, we're not ready for solar energy. And you look and you think, but you're crazy. You're not. You're not correctly informed. We are ready for this technology. We are ready to go forward in that in that tech, in that sure. space. Do we know what the findings generally have been from this year's race? Um, you know, it's hard to to fully identify simply because it comes out probably a few years later. Uh, but I'm going to give you two examples of that. Um, yeah. You know. One of the teams, which was a school team, looked at an, and a cooling technique where they would actually allow the air to flow under the solar panel as well as over the top of the solar panel. Because the cooler the panel is, the more efficient it is. You know, and it's ideas like that that may not have worked properly now, but that will get evolved and we'll see that through as maybe an innovation in the future. Mm. The, 
Dutch team in particular had a um, what we call an, an automatic driving system. Now that's not speed control. What we think of as speed control is try to get 120 and stay there. Yes. Whereas this type of speed control, when it finds an allows speed to drop off to maybe five k's an hour, and when it gets it down, it'll allow the speed to pick up to maybe 125. So it'll actually allow the speed to vary based on the terrain that you're crossing because mm. that's the most efficient way of traversing the ter- that terrain. So these are advanced speeds that we'll probably see in your cars in the next three or four years. You'll be able to switch it on to standard speed control mode, which holds a fixed speed, or to efficiency mode that gives you an extra 5% energy and therefore an extra 5% range mm. because it's now going to bleed off a bit of speed on the uphills and take a little bit more on the downhills. Yes. Two final uh, questions, Winston. Uh, one, as a V8 lover, I'd like to know the top speeds uh, your cars managed this year. So, so I, I'm going to be. I'm going to try and evade the question. Off the record. Off the record. The first, the first on the record statement is that all cars must maintain the speed limit, and many of them do. <laughs> so that's the first part. So okay. we're, we're quite happy, we're quite comfortable at the speed limits on the on the South African roads. Okay. One of one of our cars, not this year, in in, pre, in the previous year, under test conditions in a test environment, not on the public road. Yes. We we saw the car get 180 kilometers. Wow! Jeez. Now that is now that's just remember this is a 140 kilogram car working with a an electric motor that is smaller than the motor in your hairdryer that you may or may not use in the morning. That is insane. So, and exactly, so it's the same power that you have in a hairdryer, and they're doing 180 kilometers on that. And but let's just take it away from the solar term things. Let's look at electric vehicles. Yes. You know what the top electric cars are doing. You've heard the stories about Tesla's insane mode. You've seen the numbers of new cars coming into the market and doing phenomenal accelerations of zero to 104 seconds. Mm. This is not hard when it comes to electric. If you're a wow. V8 lover, and you love V8 because you love the speed and acceleration, get over it fast because electric cars are going to take that mark, that space so quickly. But will electric cars go... <laughs> you're not going to hear a thing, but I can promise you... That's the you, problem. <laughs> the sound lies to you. The sound, the sound is lying to you all the time. I know. You think you've got your power band, mm. you actually haven't. Mm. So really, you know, once... I, what I said to somebody previously is I said, the quickest way to get over the fact that you think sound means power yes. is come for a drive in, with anybody in an electric car. And by the time you get out, you're going to look and say, you know what, I'm over sound thing. Because sure. everybody talks about it, but the minute you get into an electric car and you feel that instant acceleration yeah. and that sort of, and, and where the tech goes, you're going, to just, you're going to realize this is the future and this is where I've got to go and I've got to move now. Because if I don't move now... I'm going to sit with a V8 that nobody wants to buy from me because mm. it's so uncool. I'll take it. Finally, Winston, <laughs> who won? So the race was won. This, okay, we don't call it a race. We call it a challenge. And the challenge was won this year by the, by the team from the Netherlands. So they are the world champions. They've, you know, they've won the one I event um, for the previous two times. So it's their third win on I event. It's their third win on the, um, on the Australian event. So, you know, for the last six years, they've sort of dominated that industry, and, or at least those, those events. And how did we do? Did we have a podium finish? So our, top, our top team was um, TUT, and they finished fourth. All right. Not bad. Great stuff. Winston Jordan, Sassol Solar Challenge Director and Founder. Thank you for your time. Thanks for the information. Thanks for all the data. Thanks, Winston. It's a pleasure. That's Winston Jordan. Fresh and App is back again next week.